<laughs> I quite, quite enjoyed that. And then he threw his sandwich at him because it's a bad right. neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like where Gallagher grew up, you know, on the street. <laughs> and, and the guy, he doesn't pick up the burger. If you're homeless and starving and someone throws a burger at you, you pick up the burger. That's like that's like a stripper asking you to, like, face up your dollar bills in a neat stack. Like, right. She starts sorry, to put sorry, them out again up. like a vending machine. Feed! <laughs> God awful... Movie, movie, movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because the line for getting kicked in the nuts was too long. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is everybody's favorite guy sitting to my left, Heath. And right, Heath, welcome back. Why, thank you, sir. Um. I'm allowed to sit here, by the way. Yeah. Not hurting anyone. No. Yep, exactly. Pray with me right now. I'll even give you a job. (laughs) And sitting 989 miles to my right is person with an awesome personality, Eli Bosnick. Eli, glad you could join us once again. Oh, I'm glad to be here. You you sound genuine when you say that every time. Every time I believe it, that's awesome. I mean it. I mean it. I'm insane. Something broke long, (laughs) long ago, and I just enjoy these movies start to finish. Everyone else has to power through them, and I'm just like, movies, movies. Oh, look, they fixed the bells. Movies. <laughs> that is not one thing broken, sir. That is just a cornucopia shit gone wrong in your head. And you may have already heard his laugh, but sitting 33,455 furlongs to my right in a far-off land of castles and dragons is special guest masochist and self-described Twitter blatherer and infrequent skeptical podcaster, Dr. T. Doctor. Hey, how's it going? It's going great, man. Going great. Good, good. So tell us. How did we rope you into this shit? Uh, well, as a white middle class straight guy, I've kind of got a right to be on every podcast, but, um. <laughs> Thank you. Someone said it. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a podcast whore, really. In that, um, I've, most of the skeptical podcasts have paid me for sex. Except this one. No one in this one has paid me for sex, but I did give Eli Yet. a blowy one time, but that was for free. For free. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He has the lips of a four-year-old girl. We're going to just start off on the uh, confessional portion of the show. Awesome. I love it. We usually save that for the middle. All right. So, Heath, tell us, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched WWJD3. What would Jesus do? The journey continues. (laughs) Or uh, Dub Dub Trey, as the kids are calling it. Yeah, right. It's the uh, exciting conclusion to... um, Absolutely nothing, because once again, there's exactly zero plot connection to the previous movie. The uh, the only common thread is that the confused libertarian drifter guy is back from part one, and he's going to continue being strangely inappropriate in everything he does, <laughs> just like Jesus. So um, it's more of that guy, plus a town learns to Christian really hard in the background. That's the movie. <laughs> it's awesome. Pretty accurate. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you watched the first movie and you thought to yourself, man, I like these actors, but there's just too much plot. Because <laughs> WWJD3 is here to make absolutely no fucking sense. And oh like, God. not just that nobody in, knows how the world works, because the people in this movie seem to know how the world works like a smidgen more. But mm. they act in a more insane way about the world. So I think it kind of balances it out. I think it makes up for it. 
Right, right. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the story got much more insane, but now they're using rollers to cover the paint. So it's <laughs> Right, exactly. They found <laughs> rollers on the set. They were like, oh, that's what those are. I'm sure somebody was writing them like after the first two movies. Like, clearly after the second one, you guys just didn't know how this works. Now, actually, that brings me right into my new point, cause, or my next point, rather, because I, I wanted to apologize, Dr. T. Normally, we try to avoid bringing guests on midway through a trilogy. Because then we make paint roller jokes that they don't get. Yeah. But we made an exception this time around because, as Heath uh, indicated, this movie has fuck all to do with the other two. Uh, that being said, if you had any questions after watching the movie, anything you wanted us to fill you in on about the first two, we'd be happy to clue you in. Apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I owe you at least a couple more there. <laughs> No, guys, is there anything that you feel like we should we should uh, clue Dr. T in on? Uh, anything you should know for clarification before we get going? Uh yeah, actually um the drifter guy, he uh he had like a strep throat whooping cancer in the first one or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And he was definitely supposed to die. He was definitely supposed to die. I mean, it doesn't really help you with anything. I'm I'm just mad he didn't die. I wanted to go on record. I really yeah. fucking hate that guy. This could be a yeah. second coming. Also, uh, Peyton Manning in a wig is now the mayor of a town in California. I said, it doesn't have anything to do with the movie. You should just know. You should just know. Furiously making notes here. (laughs) Oh, and two, I also wanted to apologize to the listeners because a number of them wrote in after we did the first one to berate us for not making any Dukes of Hazard jokes. Because... You know, regular size Dinklage from the first movie was John Schneider, who I guess played Bo Duke. Never watched that show. Sorry. Uh, I checked IMDb. What? That, that was, was in a- addition. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude. Blasphemy. Whenever he came in, you made me watch this shit film. And whenever he came in, I was like, I know that guy. And it turned out to be Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. I mean, yeah. Bo Regard Duke. See, now, I knew him from some of his other roles, such as Super Shark, Shark Swarm, Wild Things 4, Foursome, (laughs) Night of the Twisters, Bandit, 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 and Return of the Killer Shrews. That's really nice. (laughs) Yeah, he made none of that up. Bandit, 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 Bandit is the seventh seal (laughs) of... It's just better. It's better than the seventh seal. That's what I'm going to say. I I, I think it was a trilogy. Way better than Bandit, Bandit. No question. By the way, that's how it's spelled. It's like Bandit, colon, Bandit, Bandit. So he's a bandit who steals bandits. (laughs) He's a bandit of other bandits. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. All right, so... uh, uh, so anyway, but, but very much a career that went up and never came. <laughs> He's going to be in Smoky, Smoky, Smoky next. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, guys. The whole show is going to be downhill from that joke. But uh, I mean, if the promise of Dukes of Hazard jokes isn't enough to keep you listening, I don't know what I can say to help you. So on that note, we're going to pause for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll break down all the stilted acting and cleaning montages that are What Would Jesus Do 3? The journey continues. Well, after spending three weeks in a row talking about him, we actually got lucky enough to find the man himself. So now for a god-awful movies exclusive interview with the creepy drifter guy. Thanks for having me. I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Several times. It's yeah, true. almost true though. Almost a dozen. Anyway, we've watched both of your movies now, and we have a couple of questions for you. Go on. I'm a good man and a hard worker. Okay, great. So in these movies, it always seems like you are only interested in food and shelter when it's hard for people to give it, right? Like when they're busy or grieving or poor. When it seems like people want to and are able to help you, you just move on. Can, can you walk me through that? Sure. So, I mean, boys, I have a question. 
that I live by. And that question is, uh, what would Jesus do? What would do? Jesus do? Yeah. Oh, you boys have heard that phrase. Yeah. Several times from, from you. Oh, mm-hmm. recently and also before. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you've read the Bible, but, uh, have you yeah, read? Oh, no. Yes. Yes. We have both of us. Yeah. Have. Multiple versions with analysis. We read it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know how Jesus was kind of a tool? Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going for that. and we're back for the breakdown and this movie is going to start us off with a shot of homelessopolis where this movie is going to take place (laughs) and of course a shot of regular sized dinklage they want you to know right away he's back baby and this movie starts with a bunch of like scenes of america but and also i want to say um I really liked Noah's idea of just music notes. So I have music notes for every scene in the movie. So the music note for this first scene is Shadow didn't die after all. (laughs) And while we're listening to that music, we see shots of small town America, including an old man who looks like he shits every time he takes a step. (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is the saddest opening sequence. Like everyone in the town is having serious trouble doing like, Scene one town things. They're already having trouble with it. There's like this old, this old man who could barely carry his 16 ounce bottle of soda down the walk. There's a kid on a bike, but did you see this one? The, the kid definitely couldn't ride a bike, so they have this like horrible two second cut of him almost crashing and then cut back away. <laughs> help me! Help me! Help me! It's like cut! A, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. It's like a diabetic dude trying to cross the street with one foot. It was just really, really depressing. <laughs> that, that old man had rickets, I think. Is rickets still a problem? Oh, is it rickets? Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it did look a little bit like Rickens too. In, in Homeless Opolis, apparently it is. Yes, the same homeless zombie hordes we had from movie one. Um, and they, I think they were trying to very clearly send that message. Hey, guys, remember movie one. We're ignoring all that other crap, all that shit with Cliff and everything. We're going back to basics. Yeah, <laughs> it was basically you felt like they had broken up with movie two. Like when you have a buddy who breaks up with his <laughs> shitty girlfriend, he's like, I'm the same old uh-huh. Dan. And it's like, man, you tried to fight me on your front lawn. Not anymore. Now that Sheila's out of my life, God, I miss her. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Baby, come back. Restraining order still stands. <laughs> I just, as, as a note, um, I, 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 one of the, I think the film's biggest feeling is that everyone in the whole movie all the way through got into the wrong side of the car. I don't know. I don't know if you, oh. got, if you guys picked up on that, but the, it's like, there was no realism in this film at all. Everyone, wrong side of the car. Why was that? I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. I have been meaning to apologize on behalf of the 66% of the world's population and 90% of the world's roads that get that wrong. I do apologize. Um, I'm sure, though, that you guys and those countries that you tortured into doing it as well are, I have it right. I, I, I want to apologize. Yeah, you and fucking Burundi. I suspended belief at that point, but the rest of the film was social realism start to finish. So from there we cut to this uh, this dying lady with a Bible. We're going to get an old lady dying in our opening fucking scene. That is how you start a movie. I am plugged in. I cannot wait to find out where this movie goes. Except she wasn't she wasn't an old woman. She she looked about forty with grey hair. She was no. she was she was the woman from that one amazing trick doctors hate advert that peels her skin back and shows 
<laughs> I think Father Time has at least been very kind to her, but she's, I think she's like 30 or something. Right. And her son looks like Andrew Scott, except he can't act. He just got a picture of Moriarty from Sherlock, but he couldn't do it. He just, like, he got a retarded younger brother who was like, what do you think, Andrew? Could I do Sherlock too? And he's like, oh no, there's only one part. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, and he he kind of looks like uh kind of looks like Billy Bob Thornton with skin lotion. Yeah, like like if you grabbed Billy Bob Thornton on like the back of his head and pulled back a fistful of skin, tied it off with a rubber band on the back of his head, that's what this guy looks like. You know, I've done that, and it's exactly uh, what this guy looked like. I had a Miss Cancer Jimmy Fallon the whole time. He looks like if you shaved a snitch. <laughs> So I think we're going to go with Shave Sneech because if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> this movie never gives this character a name. This is the main character of the movie. Does he ever get a name? Oh, not that I noticed. I which, which guy? The the, the main pa- character? Jack. Oh, yeah. Um, Jack. Okay. Jack. No, no, no. Jack's uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. Oh. Jack. Is he? James. Yeah. It's a... Uh, what is it? James and, and, uh. Jimmy's the brother. Jimmy's the brother Jimmy's and the it's brother. John, right? Pastor John. I'm still gonna vote for Shave Sneech. I, Do I still get to vote for Shave Yeah, Sneech? let's go, yeah, let's go <laughs> Shave Sneech. That's actually kind of hard to say fast though. Joseph. It's Joseph. Joe, right, yeah. Okay, so wait, I'm sorry. So we have Joe, Jack, and James. Yeah. Are the three that, characters. That's right. Fuck yep. this movie. Yeah, Shave Sneech. <laughs> I thought jo- Joseph. I mean, let's pick, let's, let's pick a good biblical name to get in there. Yeah. So Couple. she dies to get out of the scene, and I assume acting altogether. Uh, so we cut over to the church where we're going to spend most of this, and the current pastor and his wife are asleep when a burglar breaks in in blackface. Mm-hmm. He's wearing blackface. <laughs> Just because I shoe polishes their faces. Yeah. The, the burglars. Yeah, he's, yeah. he is yeah. he is in blackface, and he breaks into the church. Making as much noise as possible. Oh yeah. And then uh, attempts gotta... to break into the bedroom of the church where the pastor is. And, yeah, right. And by the way, the actor who played this burglar is drastically overusing the crowbar that he brought with him. Like, you pretty much don't need that once you're inside. But he gets in there and he's like sword fighting with boxes. He's juggling the crowbar with lemons. It makes no sense. Make it so much He's cracking open cardboard boxes with it. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you see that the the door that he he wedged open, first of all, said open for prayers on it? Yeah. And it it was good. Oh, no. no, I'm a burglar. I'm not in praying, so I'm going to have to. The door won't be open for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so, now I love too that the guy, the, um, the pastor guy goes to the door when he hears it, he sticks a chair under it, and then when the guy starts banging on his door trying to open it up, he turns to his wife and he goes like, call 911, and I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, I wrote in my notes, burglars... oh, they weren't gonna call 911 before? <laughs> right. He was like, right. surprise, yeah. it's Heather from the swingers party. <laughs> oh, no, no, never mind. <laughs> she didn't do the secret knock, never mind, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yep, apparently when burglars break into her house, you should, Wait and see if they go away and then call 911. I want, I wanted to hear that 911 call. Like, um, hi, is this 911? Oh yeah, sorry. Da, da. Yeah, uh, I'm calling to report that the, the burglars went away. What? Yeah, we had a break in and we just waited it out and they left. So, so we called you now. 911, the rape is over. Oh, all right. <laughs> so why are you calling? Just to check in. How are you? I feel like no one ever asks how you're doing tonight. I don't know your culture very well, so I thought maybe it was a premium rate phone line or something, and they thought, well, we, we can be on for a minute, but not five. Listen, man, when you don't have free health care, you got to use it sparingly. <laughs> 
So now what we're getting from this scene is that this church is in a bad part of town where people break in and try to rape you and shit all the time. So the pastor who is at this church is getting the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, luckily, he mentions that he knows this other pastor who would just love to get raped in uh, his church or whatever. <laughs> right. And so. I just want to point out, because this is going to happen several times throughout the movie, this old guy's role in this movie is for people to be like, hey man, I just got raped by a dragon, and for him to be like, yeah, nothing I can do for you. you listen, you gotta stick it out for one more week. That's all this character does. This man with his pregnant wife, someone tried to break into their bedroom in the middle of the night, and he's like, stay for two more weeks. Come on, you're being a dick about yeah, right? this. <laughs> Business is business. (laughs) That's the whole way. (laughs) So then we um we cut over to uh, Jimmy getting out of prison. Uh, The 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 son that was with the dying mom. He's picking his his brother up from prison, and uh, (laughs) we have this really painful exposition scene that I think goes on for about thirty six years or something like that. Twenty (laughs) five right years where it's basically like. The, he picks him up, and immediately when he appeared on screen, I was like, okay, great. Now you're going to step forward and say, give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but he's, the, the, the way we know he's in prison, obviously no one has ever met anyone who's been in prison who made this movie because he's like, oh, man, it's so fast. I've been in prison. I don't know how cars work anymore. I'm like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, that, is that a real thing? Are we in to, a jet plane? That Does really prison does. give you car sickness? Like, do people in New York City who don't drive start to projectile vomit if they get in a taxi once right. in a while? I, guess. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know why everybody's looking at me about what it's like when you get out of prison. How the fuck would I know? Anyway, <laughs> so then he says, and too, this is the cruelest fucking thing. He's like, hey, bro, I got you something. It's in the glove box. He opens the glove box up. It's a Bible. Now, I think you just got out of fucking prison. It's not a hooker. It's not cocaine. <laughs> it's a god. It's like, yeah, you know, they had those in the goddamn yeah, fuck I had enough. Also, he, he he picks it up and he goes gum, and he goes not the gum, the Bible. And I wrote my notes. Yeah. So worse than gum. Worse than <laughs> gum. Worse than gum, which you probably so I, haven't so I, had a lot of. So I can't. I'm guessing have a stick you didn't get offered gum a lot the last 38 years you were in. I like the way the film stuck to our understanding of American cultural stereotypes by making sure that the good guy was light skinned and the bad guy was dark skinned. That, that, yeah. that, oh, yeah. that chimed with my understanding of your I culture. I thought that they weren't going to acknowledge that the brothers were different races in this movie, but right. in their defense, they, they do. They do mention they that he's adopted, do. but it's not until like 25 minutes into the movie. <laughs> right. So for the first 25 minutes, I was just screaming at my TV, different races, different races. <laughs> Donald Trump opened up the door and he's like, what are we doing? I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Is the race war started? I brought a bear. <laughs> <laughs> that that guy is the producer of the film, right? He's 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 the owner yeah. of Nassar Films. Yeah, right. Joe Nassar. He also says it. he didn't see much sun in prison. And I'm like, dude, were you in a fucking blackout site? What did you do? He was in Abu Ghraib. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, he deal. is not white. Anyway, we also learned in this scene that he's the super pastor that the other pastor who was leaving was talking about that would love to get raped so he's going to go now to the bad church with his brother and they're going to fix it up together and that's sort of going to be our movie also my music note for this scene the part in the documentary where the baby duck dies (laughs) 
going to much rather watch a baby duck die. Right. Uh, so now we cut over to he's just got his brother a burger, and the brother is acting as though they didn't get any food in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh man, they didn't have burgers in prison. It's like I feel like they had burgers in prison, but that's fine. He explains <laughs> all hardtack and oranges, bro. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you out of jail and I got you a job, but it doesn't pay. Right. <laughs> it's, I'm just gonna feed you and your three meals a day, and you can't leave. Just like prison. You remember <laughs> right, prison? Right. <laughs> yeah, but no toilet wine. <laughs> Well, I love to. He's going like, like, yeah, my parole ins- uh, parole officer insists that I get a job. And he's like, yeah, no, no, I got you a job. And he's like, what does it pay? He's like, well, it doesn't. He's like, no, the parole officer wants me to have a job that fucking pays, bro. Yeah, they don't count that as a job. Oh, no. parole officer, I'm the tooth fairy now. Great, just check in weekly. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we touch the first moment of something that will not fucking matter at all, but will be touched on a million times in the movie. Uh, yes. They uh-huh. notice that there's a – they pull up to the church and they notice that there's a bell at the top mm-hmm. and more than anything in the world Anthony Jeselnik's detached twin <laughs> wants the bell to ring yeah yeah. He, he actually says my childhood dream was to ring a church bell like I always dreamed of going to Juilliard and one day becoming the world's greatest triangle player right. <laughs> I just want to live in a church bell you know live up there maybe rape a gypsy let's see how it goes <laughs> It's the most depressing fucking thing I've ever heard. And then they walk into ghost church here and um the brother the um uh, Skippy the fucking whatever the hell pa- Joe the pastor um walks up to the to the pulpit and stands behind it checks it out it works. It's like the Poland Ghostbusters. So, Don't worry uh, guys, it's it's okay. Yeah. Uh so then we cut to him finally talking to a businessman on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, disembodied church business voice who will right. only know as a disembodied voice from this point on. And he George, informs George him that Steinbrenner. Yeah. They, <laughs> Steinbrenner. they need to make this church more profitable. This mm-hmm. is the 98th movie in a row where the easiest thing in the world to make profitable <laughs> is hard to make profitable. All you do, look, if I had a business where I go up once a week for two hours, I lie to people and then they give me 10% of their income, I don't know how not to make that profitable. <laughs> tax free. Tax right. free. Well, yeah, what you get you, tax incentives too. It's like what are you spending money casinos. on that is not outweighing 10% of more than 10 people's income? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Your product's invisible and they don't collect until they're dead. Come on. This should be easy. I also love it while he's on the phone call with the guy and he's going, he's giving him the whole asses in seats, man. Asses in seats discussion and shit. He goes, come on. The clock is ticking. You know, like in a movie with a ticking clock. There are stakes now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, um, there's a safe in the office and we got to talk about well, the safe. There's a metal box. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But because uh, uh, Jimmy has been in prison, his brother turns to him and he says, do you think you could break into that safe? Dude, I was in for sexual assault, man. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Is that safe going to lie to me about whether or not it's 18? (laughs) Because then, yes, I will get into that safe. Also, I just want to point out, at this point, the music note I had was, the doll the girl wished over came to life. (laughs) Rather appropriate. (laughs) 
why why did why did nobody have the key to the safe or the or the lock for the safe? I mean, sh- surely the last person had it, or did he just look at it as well yeah, right. and just go, mm, "There's a safe there." Mm. No, there's a code. You have to mine a Bitcoin first, and then yeah. Oh, right like on, yeah. right on. Yeah. There's also it. a phenomenal moment where he goes. Do you think you can break into it? And he goes, I don't know, man. They don't make safes like this anymore. And it's like, yes, they do. They make much better safes. Otherwise, well, they would have stopped at that one. Yeah, That's exactly. how safes work. <laughs> they make them better each time. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. And then they find the bells to the uh, – or the button to the church bell, which is like hidden like the bat cave. You've got to fucking pull out the one book and then dingle the fucking keys in just such a way or whatever on the piano. Pull the candlestick. The thing spins around. Yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't work, damn it. But that's okay because he'll hear it one day. And now we have to get to our first of many – Cleaning up montages, <laughs> um, and and the and the cutscene to get into this is just brilliant. He says, "We got to pick up some of this trash." And the brother who just got out of prison says, "I don't pick up trash." And then we cut to him picking up, up picking up trash. Holy shit! Yeah, oh, I had to stop the movie. Tears streaming down my cheeks. Not of joy. Can, Not of joy. Can you imagine being in the writers' room when they came up with that? Can you imagine? Oh my god. Oh, they were pumped. They were pumped. They were blowing each other. I think that was a good place to stop, guys. Day, guys. Call it a day. You know what? They can improvise the rest of the movie. After that line, they're just going to be giggling throughout the rest. All right. Let's set up this daisy chain. Right. So... I want to be at the back. You always get to be at the back. (laughs) So... um, It's a chain, not a circle. (laughs) Now... So now we also have to meet two two new characters in this movie, two young boys that are like um, you know, the the local hoodlums um in this entirely white town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 in a really bad area, right? This time we we know this already. It's in a really bad area. There's just people breaking into churches and stuff and and nice lawns and lots of well-dressed middle-class people and the two hoodlums, <laughs> they look really rough and and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their clean cut haircuts and everything else yeah so they start fucking with the uh with the uh brother the prison brother but he's prison hard so they fuck off and then wait pa- i have my favorite line of the movie he throws a thing he's like hey man he throws a thing on the ground he's like hey man you missed that and then they have this sort of standoff thing where he's like hey mm-hmm. man fuck you and they're they're like getting a fight but he doesn't say fuck you they're just like not that sort of area and he goes right and he goes hey man hey man that's my brother but he says it because he's gonna fuck. He's gonna beat him up. Like the older brother, as a way to discourage this grown man to from beating him up, is goes, "Hey man, he's my brother, and I'm gonna do that every time someone is gonna kick my ass from now on. I'm just gonna turn to a stranger and be like, "Hey man, he's my brother," and they're gonna be like, "Do you mean he's gonna fight with you? I, like what is the? No, I just want you to know." He's my next of kin. Go ahead. <laughs> Wouldn't hit a man with a brother in glasses, would you? Yeah. So <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> that would have been no, such I an wouldn't. awesome it's a pleasure. Nice moment in that movie. <laughs> Holy shit! If he'd say your brother, huh? Okay, nice to meet you, bro. Bam! Knocks <laughs> right. right the fuck out. That would oh, be him right awesome. There? Perfect. And then credits. Cool. Um, I bet he knows your blood type. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out, it's just a quick scene, but they have this moment where they sit down to eat, and Johnny, Jimmy, whatever, the pastor brother, the snitch who's been shaved, uh, stops to say grace, and the prison brother does not. Yes. 
And he has this moment where he goes, you could have waited. And I just want to say I'm entirely with the prison brother. I fucking – I don't mind if you say grace, but I hate it when sure. people pretend that saying grace is like stepping inside fucking Cerebro. Because he's talking to him. He turns to him and he's like, so what do, what do you think we're going to get done? And he's like, mm, 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 mm. and it's like, fuck you, man. I know you can hear me. Talk faster to your invisible friend. Speed through it. Debate club style. Come on, man. Just got out of jail. I'm going to take the other half of this thing into the bathroom and fuck it. <laughs> As a pastor, he'll know Matthew 6, 6. When you pray, go to your room, close the door. Pray to your father who's unseen. Then your father who knows what's done in yeah. secret will reward you. Everyone knows it. Everyone. And I'm sure he did too. And besides He's that, this movie came out in 2015. They had time to see War Room. They know to pray in a closet. Yeah. So, and, and that's the other thing too is that he actually says to him afterwards when he gets done saying grace, he turns to his other brother who's already eaten and says, you could have waited. And I'm like, there's the, that's my issue. It's like, you can talk to your imaginary friend all you want, but it's not rude for me to just eat my fucking food. Yeah. You're, you know, that's not being rude. <laughs> Fuck off. So, Who do you want to imagine is listening? <laughs> right. So Jimmy sneaks into the uh, the, the pastor's office. Dear Boba where, Fett, where he catches <laughs> where he catches his brother drinking the devil's swill there. Uh, right. So Skippy lays down the fucking law. There will be no alcohol. Yeah, you're not allowed around. to drink in church unless you're pretending it's the blood of a dead Jew. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. Come on. <laughs> There's rules to this shit. Um, so now we, we we cut to the two local fuckaroos that uh, that extremely clean cut hoodlums oh, yeah, they, of this the, movie. The, the boy band vandalism. It, exactly. Yeah. And this is where we learned that they did learn how graffiti was painted over. Now, I'll clue you in on this one, Dr. T. In the last two movies, both in, in both films, someone was covering up graffiti with basically like the brush you get with the Crayola watercolors or something. <laughs> this time, they finally learned that you use rollers. <laughs> right. To which, like, the one kid turns to his little brother. This is going to be so fucking confusing because everybody in this movie is somebody's brother or whatever. But the, the, And nobody has a name. So the one brother turns to the other brother and he says, hey, look. That brother is clear. Yeah, this is going to be completely fucked. All right, little brother's Matt, older brother's Nick. Okay, yeah. all right, thank you, no. thank you, appreciate yeah. it. How the fuck did you guys figure? I went back <laughs> through this movie looking for the name of Matt and Joe and never found it any fucking. Here's what way. I did: the older brothers are the brothers Karamazov, and the younger brothers are the Jonas brothers. That's how I did. Oh, it. okay, all right, all right. So Big Jonas says to Little Jonas, "That's See, so works. much. That's much easier." Big Jonas says, or "Little Jonas says to Big Jonas, hey, look, they're covering up your masterpiece there, the graffiti that you made.'" And the guy's like, "Oh, I'll fuck him up and throw a rock at his head." They throw a rock at his head mm -hmm. and basically they turn around and they're like, did you just throw a rock at us? And they're like, our dad is absent. <laughs> 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 and we get to maybe my favorite scene. It's, it's not as good as will you please let, you know, say a prayer to whoever you want to don't eat while I'm eating, whatever that bullshit is. But we have the, my, one of my favorite moments where he goes, he's like, Hey, Jimmy, so the big guy, the prison guy, again, is like, oh, I need to beat the shit out of these people because they're assholes. And he's like, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. I'm going to scare them with hell. 
And so he's like, hey, you know what I'm going to do to you? And the kids reliably are like, you're fucking crazy. (laughs) He's like, I'm not threatening you. My invisible friend is going to put hooks in your skin and nobody can hear you scream. And I was like, dude, people can hear you scream in hell. People can't hear you scream in space. (laughs) He actually says that. He says, nobody will be able to hear you screaming. Like, if a rape victim falls in the woods, what the fuck is wrong with this person? So you're just speaking to children. <laughs> but these, what, what age are these guys? I, I, I think they're, they're high school, to be, right? Yeah, yeah. 16, 17. So 15, 16, any, any bully worth their salt would write hell on your face with piss if you came out with that crap with them. If they were five, <laughs> maybe you could get away with it. 17? <laughs> Again, this would be such a better ending to the movie. And you can't, you can't um, see it, but the, the pastor really gets into talking about hell and he's saying about the burning flames and the things and, and you can't see it, but he is masturbating. Oh yes. Oh yes. His hands are in his pockets for a but reason. That character who like goes up to children who he doesn't like and is like, the hooks will tear your flesh. That's our protagonist. Just yes. a reminder. <laughs> That's the good guy of the movie. For all we know, these kids are Muslim at this point, but yes, right. yeah, well, exactly. I, I, took well, it, I took it that the stoning was a reference to, to the Islamic faith and that's why they were doing the bad guy going the stoning with a stone in the back of the head. It was a reference. Oh, I get yeah. it. Sure. Also the Christian and Jewish faith. Yeah. I should have been looking harder for the racism. It would have been easier to see. And then Check we get Sam this, Harris's Twitter. <laughs> then we get this insanely bad iMovie cut to them cooking. Um, yeah. And this is – I just want to give you a, a, an idea how bad the dialogue is. <laughs> Basically, the first line of this scene is, remember that last scene? Woo! Yeah. Remember when you told That's those children they were going to burn it. forever? There's a knock at the door, and then, of course, it's the uh, the love interest – uh, bringing leftovers now that she knows. And this woman looks like... This is the mom of the hoodlums, by the way. Yeah, right? yeah. we find that in just a moment. But th- I- I'm going to describe her as Marissa Tomei, but with spina bifida. <laughs> uh, but but we, it's it's very obvious that she wants to fuck cancer Jimmy Fallon, uh, the, the Sneech, the aforementioned Sneech pastor. Right. And th- she's... She comes in. She's a terrible mom, in my opinion, based on this conversation. She comes in and she says, yeah, I'm sorry my kid threw a rock at you guys. But, um, yeah, thanks for that crazy hell rant, though. He is terrified, and I could not be more thankful. Please continue instilling fear in my children whenever you get the chance. And she's got this big pot of lasagna or something, and she's like, I always make too much. And I just want to point out, I always make too much is movie code for please punch my cunt with your penis. And no one acknowledges <laughs> Just slam it in there. I don't care what it is. A fist, a dick, anything. That other one's holding the frying pan. You can use that. It's like the Lorraine Caverns. <laughs> the two of you guys. The two of you guys. You'd both fit. Um, so th- You're talking about DV? DA? Yeah. <laughs> Well, now, um, so uh, then we get that. This brings us to our second cleaning up montage. And this is such a weird one because, first of all, they're just like sweeping the same spot over and over again and shit. Um, but this is also where we get like them meeting the locals and and good pastor like they're like black women are bringing him lemonade um, and, and bad brother is trying to fuck these two 16 year old girls that walk Tick by. The boxes. Right. <laughs> exactly. And the music here transitions from Zach Braff says you have cancer to aliens are everywhere and Neil deGrasse Tyson is talking. 
just in case anyone's wondering, just combine those two in your head. So that's the music for this scene. <laughs> oh, shit. So, and then, you know, yeah, like, um, the brother's talking to the girls and that then Jimmy yeah. doesn't approve. The older brother is like talking to some girls because he's been in jail for 10 years. If right. I had been in jail for 10 years, I might have fucked grown up Tommy Pickles by that point in the movie. <laughs> but the fact that he's just and he's also he's not like grabbing her in the ass. He's not spreading cheeks. He's just like, hey, ladies, you should go by. And they're like, huh, you're charming. And then he's like, join our religion. And he's like, that's what you're supposed to do, man. You're supposed to yell at people as they walk by. Would they like to change faiths? This is why I never bring you to the bar <laughs> and jimmy fallon who got struck by a shrink ray is just paperwork in the paperwork <laughs> quite clearly <laughs> and then then they come up with a great idea of maybe instead of paying their way they could just ask people to give them shit since people think that they can send them to an invisible happy land when they die right um why not and they, just they... as they're making that plan the dirtiest person we've seen in any of the movies we've ever watched walks into the room with a Desert Eagle 9mm. Yes! A bright, shiny, brand new Desert Eagle 9mm. When I watched it, made of gold. When I watched it, it was like, here comes the daddy. Without realizing that Spoiler alert, it was the actual daddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But he's a dilf though, eh? He's a war. Right. He was a hottie in Greece, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, he was great. He was already greased up for you, yeah. So, yeah, he he marches in with his gun and orders them to open the safe. Because they want he wants his tithe money back? <laughs> he, yeah. just, he just keeps saying, I want my money. I want my money. This indulgence I bought is so bullshit. I, I want my money back. Slaps well, I was it down thinking on the he was just a local property taxpayer, you know, yeah. and was sick of the subsidy. Yeah. And he's like, which one of you is the pastor? And this is where Prison Brother steps up and he says, I am Spartacus. Yeah, like, point oh. your gun at me, Dirty David Silverman. You point that gun at me. I'm the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling at Noah. We had you on the show. He, he wants like uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so then Jimmy and Dirty Zombie Man wrestle for the gun for a little while, and then Jimmy gets shot and dies. And dies. But first he has the, the God's not dead, I don't want to go to hell. Oh, right. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and rape victim David Sedaris is like, no, <laughs> it's okay. Do you accept Jesus? And he's like, sure, why not? magic words. (laughs) (laughs) When when James was shot dead, I sort of thought things were going to get better because he's the producer. And I thought that would give him more time to produce the film. But the production (laughs) values didn't improve noticeably. So, um, How awesome would it be if there was a different camera after that scene? (laughs) (laughs) Everything's in HD. (laughs) Screen widens. And the pastor realizes he filled he filled his mum's dying plea to take care of his brother. Maybe she thought you meant in an Al Pacino way. Yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> take her out, like take her out. Did um, you so, kill Jimmy? What, I, you need to be clear, mom. You need to be clear about what you're asking of me. For fuck's sake, mixed messages. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, I took care of him. <laughs> So then we get the uh, the three weeks later title card, and here comes regular size Dinklage not hurting anybody once again. 
<laughs> you wondering where the fuck he was? He was just not in the movie for right, the first time. He was doing something. <laughs> and he gets out and he's like, this town looks like it needs some people not hurt. <laughs> it's, it's, and by the way, is there any reason it needs to be three weeks later? No, could it, no, could it doesn't just... even make sense that it's okay. three weeks later. Right? And they just they had the, the, the three weeks later title card and needed to fucking use it. <laughs> um, but the, but he's gonna he's gonna leave now. He doesn't want to be the pastor. Doesn't give a fuck if the bells ever ring again. And then he walks out into his church, and wouldn't you know it, Dinklage is sitting in the closed church doing his uh, sitting where I don't belong thing that we remember so fondly <laughs> from movie one. Right. And if you thought to yourself, man, is the pastor's going to be mean to him? Like, is that what we're going to learn? No. He's like, hey, are you looking for food or shelter? And he's like, nope, just looking to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 Will you pray with me? No, man, there's an allotted time for prayers. Never an allotted time for prayers. That's not how prayers work. No, I mean... Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. you. And he basically says, can you pray with me? And he's like, I can't pray while you're watching. Like, <laughs> you want to pray back, back to back? back? It's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, you just watch me pray and I'll leave. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, they have they have what seems to be a conversation at first, but it turns out to be like, Two halves of two different conversations. They're, they're standing in the same room exchanging sentences, but they don't match up at all. It's like, hi, sorry, we're, uh, we're closed. Um, could you please leave? Jesus was a nice guy. Um, I'll, I'll show you the door. It's right over. Webster's dictionary defines pastor as, okay, as a man, what, what, what page are you on, man? What, what are you doing? Just a bit, are we? <laughs> and then he has this fantastic moment. So the guy has been very polite to him, but he's like, "I'm not going to pray with you right now. This church is closed. That's why it's covered in fucking tarps." And he goes, right. "I'm not going to pray with you." And he goes, "You have an angry heart." And I yes. just wrote in my notes, "You have an angry heart" is something yoga instructors used to say as a reason as why they wouldn't fuck me. I don't know why <laughs> a main character of this. I'm so sorry, Eli. Just, you have an angry. I can see your chi, and it's just not. <laughs> It's not thin enough. <laughs> I've got girthy chi. I've got a, girthy chi over have here. have very nice abs, does it right. now? Um, so, and then he also throws out this brilliant line. He says, just because God allows Satan to hurt us, does that justify our anger? I'm thinking, well, of fucking course it does. Like, if anybody yes. lets someone hurt you, you should be angry at them. Like, if my parents <laughs> let the rapists yeah. just come into the house over and over again, yes, I'd be pissed at them. Right. Why Why would you not, you fucking idiot? Because they wanted you to learn to defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Elizabeth Smart's parents? You know what was going on. Come on. <laughs> Sounds exactly <laughs> like my mom. Why does why does I mean it, it's taken as read that God allows Satan to hurt us but but I, I I couldn't I couldn't get the second half of that sentence without looking at the first half why does God allow Satan to hurt us <laughs> just because what we just accept that right it says it's it right just, at the it's beginning just the sort of, of shit you see on Facebook <laughs> yeah right right um, I believe the answer you're looking for is jingly keys jingly yeah. keys <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't realize you were so why are you so angry Doctor why are you so angry oh so angry <laughs> go out Light conversation. You. Oh, go why for, are they always so rude? Someday you will <laughs> I can learn tell to you love. I'm so angry. No, 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 no! Don't my, do that. I'm done now. I'm done talking. No, I will. My life led up to the watching this film. I'll tell you why. When I was six years old, there was a program on British television called Jim will fix it, and you wrote into Jim will fix it, and you said, "I want to do this," and he would fix it for you to to do those things. And I wrote in to say I wanted to meet the Dukes of Hazard. Right mm -hmm. now, 
bastard didn't do it. But two things. Jimmy, Jim, Jim from Jim will fix it is now known to have been the UK's biggest mm-hmm. pedophile. Yep, yep. Once he died. Wonderful. And I could have got to meet the Dukes of Hazard, And then I would have been at this point going, I met that guy and he's making me watch his shit film. <laughs> My life Jimmy led Sav- to this was point. Was Jim will Jimmy Seville? Saville? Jimmy, Sa- Jimmy Saville. Wow, that's awesome. You almost got he, raped he, by, yeah, no, that's not, that's not all that's that awesome, cool. I guess. He, he, he was, he, he, he hid his pedophilia very well by looking exactly like everyone imagines a pedophile to look like. Mm, it's a double bluff. I'm sure he thought you had a really good personality. Don't feel bad. I, I, yeah. I, I gotta say, honest, <laughs> just put a little, put a little effort in next time you go to see Jimmy Seville. I don't know, like dress up. <laughs> I have no idea how to transmit or transfer back from, from child rape to this, uh, there's oh, a segue yes, here. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because Speaking the next of line church, yeah, the there's an easy segue. Is pastor. Uh, so yeah, so so that lady that wanted to fuck him early comes in, or she she's walking by. She sees two big boxes, and so she comes into the church and she says, "Pastor," except for apparently he took the fucking adrenochrome from. From fear and love. Someone just set off a grenade near him. You know that moment in any Vietnam movie where they yes. like, Mao, diddy, Mao, and then <laughs> that's what he's going through, but just because like his brother's dead. He lost the ability. Three weeks to later, him. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so they got two big boxes of whatever in front of the church. Like they had been wishing for this. Like if we only had exactly eight cubic yards of random hardware. <laughs> Wait, what's this? Oh, sorry, sorry, doctor. That's about six point one cubic meters of hardware. That's what I'm. Oh, you. awesome. Yeah. Do, do you not have signed for in the U.S.? Would somebody just come and leave six cubic cubes of hardware outside here <laughs> and then just run yeah, away? Yeah, that's the they U.S. Postal go, Service. Can we get a signature for this? Yeah, the U.S. Postal Service. If they delivered babies like the stork, you would have so many dead babies on doorways. <laughs> a note stapled to their head could not deliver. I was home all day. I was home all fucking day. You just don't want to climb the stairs, you fatty fat. <laughs> That's actually true, yeah. And and but the brother is suspicious. He's like, I don't know where to get the money. I mean, he probably pimped your sons or something, knowing him. Right. He was, you know, so he's not like impressed. He thinks he must have done something horrible. But don't worry, her sons now need community service because they got in a fight, mm-hmm. and their father was an electrician, so. He can help rewire the church if you're interested. That that shit's fucking genetic, apparently. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. I didn't That's realize I had two doctorates and a Lee Bennett Hopkins award. But apparently, I fucking do. I can arrest you. <laughs> Noah just yes. needs to shoot a black kid now. My my. <laughs> I'm allowed to, by the way. I get away with it when I do. My children can rewire your church. This movie's idea of a good idea. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck? Also, also, it's very important to know, and it's, it's not explicitly said in the film, but I, I think it must be the case. There is only one electrician in the whole town, and that is the dad who was in jail and just killed James. No other electricians around. So until this guy comes back, the bell will remain unfixed. He said, because that's so complicated to get a bell to ring. Just hang a goddamn rope. They did this in the 1200s. You know they had church bells in the 1200s, don't you? Hit it. Hit it with a thing. Push on it a little. Push it back and forth. 
Instead, it becomes fucking Mission Impossible 3. He's got to hire Simon Pegg to hack into the fucking mainframe. He forgives a murderer. It's fine. We don't have to talk. We'll get there. We'll get there. Get upstairs. Ring the bell. Get this bell thing out of your system so that we can concentrate on the big stuff. There you go. So we cut to the brothers doing their community service. And uh, he wants to give his little brother, uh, older Jonas wants to give baby Jonas a, a hit from a a flask he found in the garage. Right. And the reason why the kid doesn't do it, he goes, mom will know we've been drinking. And I'm like, yeah, because she's such a stellar fucking parent. <laughs> while you're doing community service at the church, you fucking vandalized. Yeah. I, I, well, and also, like, where it was his dad, Truman Capote? Where the fuck? Who drinks out of a flask? Anyway. So and and then there's also there's a lot of this oh if only dad was here talk from from the kids you get that every fucking if they're on the scene or on the screen for more than 30 seconds they're going to talk about how boy if only dad was here we wouldn't be hoodlums at all we'd be like straight arrows and going yeah. to school and whatnot little house on the borough they were just like when the papa returns all will be well <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but if there wasn't enough crazy shitty dialogue, that's okay because Peter Dinklage, full grown Peter Dinklage, is gonna jump the General Lee over reason back into the scene. You're just a good old boy. And he basically walks in the church and he's like, hey, hey you kids who obviously don't wanna be here, uh, you got some food for a stranger? And they're like, no. We don't. <laughs> and we don't want to be here. Yes. To which yeah. his response is, God is funny. Funny like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> well, he goes, he goes, God's funny. Sometimes he'll prolong a challenge or give a baby AIDS. That one is hilarious. <laughs> Not so much funny the as he's like babies. odd. You know, it's, he's, he's does this taste funny to you funny. Not like, ah, funny. <laughs> So then Nick goes to rough Dinklage up because he's a badass and, yeah. and just a And I just want to point child. out, we have simultaneous notes. All of us wrote notes separately. All of our notes say, kick his ass! Get him! Get him! <laughs> hey, I want to point out, mine says, please prison rape this guy. Yeah, okay, fair. It <laughs> say kick his ass. It says something about his ass, but yeah. It's quite, it's quite a good line when he says... Uh, how about I'll bless your face with my fist? Right. <laughs> what? I quite enjoy that. And then he threw his sandwich at him because it's a bad right. neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like where Gallagher grew up, you know, on the street. <laughs> and, and the guy, he doesn't pick up the burger. If you're homeless and starving and someone throws a burger at you, you pick up the burger. That's like, that's like a stripper asking you to like face up your dollar bills in a neat stack. Like, right. She starts sorry, to put sorry, them out again up. like a vending machine. Feed! <laughs> 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 so, and now we get, just so you know how cheap and stupid this fucking movie is, now we get a one week later title card. Yeah. And the Why? pastor is... <laughs> the pastor I mean, like, is I'm giving... sorry, this is just so bizarre. I, 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 the, the, like, the movie fan in me just can't get over the fact that we get a three week later, later title card, two scenes... <laughs> And then a one week, and there's never a reason why the time has to have gone by. I'm expecting by the end of it, it's just like a couple minutes from then, you know, or something like that. Yeah, vilification, <laughs> denouement. <laughs> put all put all the screen notes on screen. They pause, <laughs> turn, the ca camera left, uh, comma, 
<laughs> Exterior, <laughs> fade in. Exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> awkward silence. But his survey is basically, hey, everyone, you're probably wondering why I didn't take this ladder down for services. He's got a ladder and tarp still behind him. Right. Well, it's because I don't give a fuck and I'm leaving. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, at this point, if you were like, man, I wish there was another character that would get introduced that doesn't make any fucking sense, don't worry. We just introduced a younger version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame who's been haunting the church, the mother of the two boys. There's a younger version of that that the older brother's going to try and fuck, but she sits down and we want to know that she's important. Yeah, but we we... won't actually meet her until we're well into Act 3 again. So we just – it's like the cameraman was feeling pervy because we just watched this Latina girl sit down and it's like, Jim, Jim, you're supposed to be filming the Sneech guy. No, fuck you. Yeah, my bad. This is for Jim later. (laughs) Taking this footage home. And also we've seen so many of these like barely attended churches in these movies. If, why don't all of the people sit together? Right. It's like a urinal situation. It's it's gir- and, uh, Oh, right gotcha. <laughs> and just as he's explaining that he's going to leave, it's Peter Dinklage interrupts a clock. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly like he did in the first movie. He breaks in in the middle of the sermon's pastor and starts giving his own sermon where he does the thing from uh, Dogma where Ben Affleck goes around the room and tells everybody what their sins were, except for in this movie, the sins weren't anywhere near as good. You're out of order. This whole church is out of order. (laughs) You can't handle it. Now I want to see this character go everywhere, just like a big montage of the drifter, like the UN General Assembly interrupted, like he shows up at a science lecture. If I could just take over for a moment, Jesus would disagree with all of this. You guys are talking about stuff from before the universe started. That's great. Like goes to a Jewish wedding, grabs the mic from the best man. I think the guy you people murdered said it best when he described love. Flying tackle from the side. They all end with a violent tackle. Yeah. Discount double check. Just to narrow that down, rather than go to all those things, why didn't he just come to the last pastor? <laughs> Saved a lot of hassle. <laughs> when they were looking for somebody, this would have been great. So, yeah, he does the shame everybody in the church thing, but this time he doesn't have the coughing cancer. Um, and then he like asks <laughs> what the world would be like if everybody acted Exactly like Jesus. And I just wrote in my nose three words, extinct fig trees. I wrote Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so he, what would Jesus do and then drops the mic. And I have expected the title card to cut to like 17 minutes later. But right. instead. <laughs> and I just want to point out the music for that scene is flowers peek through the snow on the Civil War battlefield. If Ken Burns had been like that jesus freak later turned out to be a general that would bring us all a country we never imagined. I'm Morgan Friedman. I found that whenever someone, I mean, I've been in church services back in the day, and if someone stood up and started doing what he did, you know, if people start getting up and walking out, they'd feel uncomfortable. In your country, I guess he'd be shot within about five right. seconds. So. <laughs> no, 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 he's white. He's fine. He's fine. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, he could yeah, take he, over a birding uh, station, and it would take us a month to kill his <laughs> ass, so... Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at the crowd, I mean, I don't recommend that you go back to this film ever in your life, but if you do find yourself watching it, have a look at the people in the audience. They just go, oh, 
oh look it's a pedophile coming in to countermand the uh, pastor let's listen to this guy (laughs) so then we cut to pastor translucent jimmy fallon wrestling with his faith or whatever (laughs) um and he pulls out mom's old bible and then we start like flashing back to just several minutes ago in the movie, which is right. I, this is that's that's like this movie series's version of the map scene in Indiana Jones, you know, where he's like flying and you can see the red line going from place to place. They just do that in every one of them, so you know you're watching a What Would Jesus Do film. Uh, and basically, so then they cut to him and the Drifter talking, and he's like, "How did you know about all the things I've been going through?" And he's like, "Well, I'm a magic." Well, and this is, by the way, like the eighth scene in a row, which is, you know, Bo fucking Hazard walks into the church and starts talking to somebody. It's just over and over. Like, basically, the rest of the movie is just a series of those scenes. So, yeah, he gives him his uh, his good old walk it off advice for grief or whatever. And then, you know, the pastor's like, well, it's easy for you to say you live the easy, carefree life of a homeless person. Yeah. What the fuck was that all about? Key feeling for a pastor. They 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 should know better than that. I think any pastor should know better than to say. Also, that one of my favorite that. lines of the movie when Peter Dinklage has been talking for a while, he goes, "What does that mean, and why am I listening to you?" Yes, <laughs> he totally went off. I identify script. with you right now. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then, you know, and then he's like, uh, well, what would Jesus do? And I'm like, well, according to what you just said, he'd murder my mother and my brother to make a <laughs> yeah, point right. about how I should love him more. Exactly. It's not a good person. Right. See, he says, God is big enough to let you doubt. Right. Obviously, not so much that because he'll throw you in a lake of fire and your bones will burn and never get quenched. But he does let you to doubt a little. God big enough to let you be angry. God's big enough to beat up your dad. <laughs> bring God, dad says, bring your my God could beat your dad up any day. He knows karate, super karate, ninja karate. Oh shit! So then the pastor walks out and uh, he goes into the office so he can have his "What would Jesus do?" freak out moment where he chucks his Bible and then. <gasps> The safe just swings open. <laughs> yeah, and right. he has a series of flashbacks of, I guess, getting beat up by Ivan Drago. Is that what was going on? <laughs> seemed, like a lot of, seemed like a lot of Rocky Four happening. Get up, you son yeah, of a bitch, because <laughs> Jesus loves you. <laughs> Poor James's safe-breaking skills were shit compared to that Bible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, God opens doors. <laughs> And Hooray! but so so at first it, it takes us a second to to like to get to the big reveal here. But it turns out that before Jimmy got shot, he actually did open the safe and he left his booze in there. And then he, all right, follow me on this one. I apologize. <laughs> he found a ledger in the bank in the safe. Which allowed him to then access some old ass bank account and use the money. You don't. You don't to... just get. Do no, no. If you just find a ledger, you don't get the money that was in there. Guys, what that's the finders keepers that? law. If you have what? a bank that's... ledger, you can just do it. It's fine. What the fuck? Just write shit. In Anyone it. who just leaves their checkbook around, that money's yours now. Fuck that. Yeah. Go to the bank. Index card. Crayon. Two thousand fifteen dollars. To cash this. I have the From secret numbers and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a safe? Yeah, yeah. I opened this account back in 1827, and I figure it's probably got some interest on it now. So while we ponder how the <laughs> fuck that's supposed to work, we're going to pause for a well-deserved break. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. 
Well, jumping G Josephat, looks like them Duke boys worked themselves into a right pickle this time, but hold on to your stump a spell and we'll see how it all shakes out. And we're back with a homeless drifter. So look, a, a lot of us here. You know, I that wonder. Rude. Um, what would Jesus do? Would he invite a man on his podcast and refuse to let him pick the movie? All right, just let me hit him. Can I hit him? Would he get all defensive about how long he spent in the shower? Would he accuse him of stealing his jacket? You you are wearing it. But right most now. but most of all, I'm still talking. But most of all, would he have over 6 terabytes of choke porn on a zip disk in case the power uh, went out? The, Dude, that's that's, that's not the, either of us. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking snitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's great Uh, highway to the day zone and we're back for even more of this shit and if you were thinking to yourself you know this movie's had an utter paucity of church cleaning sequences well damn it if you aren't in luck because now we're going to cut to the younger son Matt and uh, Dinklage uh, wiping down pews together and having a having a heart to heart. And uh, yeah, this is probably not the first time a kid's community service was to rub some wood at the local church. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. Wow, exactly. Right to the pedophilia jokes. We're out of the interstitials. Right to the pedophilia jokes. We don't even warm up, motherfuckers. Oh, he right. doesn't need no warm up time shit. And. Th- it's the younger brother and Peter Dinklage, and they're they're sort of buddying around. And he says, "You know, my mom really likes you." And I I wrote in my notes, "No, she likes you. <laughs> she wanted to ask if you can touch your chin with your tongue." <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Can he breathe through his nose, or is he gonna give up like a bitch?" I, don't know what that's I can't I can't reach my chin, but I can make it all thick. To, yeah, to which he says, you uh, you should do whatever your mom wants because she's brilliant. She's got really smart boobs. Um, so I thought maybe we were going we to get a little uh, little action for uh, Dinklage, but we didn't. Uh, so now I guess older brother didn't show up for the community service because he's not Jesus-y enough. Um, mm-hmm. And right. this is also the first time we actually address the fact that this guy's never gotten a name in two movies. He still doesn't get yeah. a name. Um, he goes, what's your name? And he goes, or he goes, what's your name, buddy? And he goes, eh, you can call me buddy. And <laughs> you just see the kid be like, no, what, what doing, is your not name? Doing that. <laughs> People who are about to commit crimes won't tell you your, yeah, their yeah, name. Exactly. <laughs> my, na- my name's buddy and I'd take off your shirt if you get too hot. Nothing weird. That's what Jesus would do if he got too hot. And your trousers. <laughs> I am, after all, not hurting anyone. Just a couple of guys rubbing pews together with their shirts off, listening to Unchained Melody. (laughs) It's a church. Those candles are supposed to be on, man. It's supposed to be like that. So we we learned that the younger brother's nice because he gives him a sandwich. Half a a sandwich. Yeah. Half a sandwich. And at this point, Peter Dinklage goes, well, you know, this would be the first time I'd eaten in two days, but I'm going to give you the other half. And the kid's like, no, man, if you haven't eaten in two days, you should have the whole fucking sandwich. Right, because uh, I can just go home and get another sandwich. Yeah. 
Yeah, high school student sharing six inches. Eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I want to so bad because Dinklage splits the sandwich and gives him the half, and then he's like, no, 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 you can have it here. He gives it back to him, and I wanted it so bad to be because he'd shit in it or something, you know? It's like, oh, you thought that was just was meat and cheese. No. But, that's like, but he's supposed to be a Jesus character. I think yeah. he, the guy gives him half the sandwich and he goes, well, oh, guilt, guilt. I haven't eaten for so long. Can I have the other half, please? <laughs> Instead of, I mean, what sort of an asshole does that? You go, I, I, I had no sandwiches. Now I have half a sandwich. I will not rest until I have all of the sandwich. That's, that's a prick. Multiply some fish, asshole. So now we uh, we cut to older brother who is literally wearing a ski mask and carrying a purse into an alley. Yep, just casually mugging his own ski mask. <laughs> The way that you do. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't. He he might as well have been wearing the little burglar mask, like the fucking hamburglar or something, and a white and black striped prison outfit. For right. fuck's sake! And that, like, he's he's going through the person. He's so disappointed in his hall. I want him to find like an electric butt plug in there or something so bad. <laughs> well, the younger brother goes. I knew you'd be here. Why does he know that? Does he always come to that same alley after he mugs someone? Risky. <laughs> this is my this is my mugging alley. You see. <laughs> and in the middle of this, is they that have this what you argument. call it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's American slang. It'll get over there eventually. <laughs> So um so now they're arguing about whether they're going to get community credit uh com- community service credit and whether or not they'll have enough money to pay back AJ. Now we never get any context for this whatsoever. They never explain why they owe AJ money, but apparently they owe AJ money and we're just going to introduce that fact halfway into the fucking movie and make it a huge motivating factor for these guys. <laughs> Yes, uh, but don't worry, because AJ will pay off as the greatest oh, thing ever <laughs> captured on film. You know how Werner Herzog took the drone up there, and he saw what was inside the cave, and he didn't show you the footage? You know what it was? It was AJ. And later on in the movie, we get to see it. I thought, That's what it is. I thought the, the film was in, filmed in such a bad neighborhood that there could only be one thing that the money was for, and that was probably lattes. so they get into a scuffle and the older brother chokes his younger brother to death death. can i can can i go through this fight sequence for a second can i go through this it's way more punchy than you usually get christian it is so it starts with it starts with a a lefty jump punch from nick the older brother and then uh matt the younger brother does the standard counter move triangle triangle um, square circle circle you got it you got it that's the standard counter move and uh that's uh that's gonna let you uh you're, you're gonna let it hit you right Right in the face and then do a righty jump punch. That's the counter move. <laughs> and then uh, the Nick blocks that righty jump punch with his face to get the upper hand and uh, proceeds to strangle Bear his brother wins. to death. Does he strangle him to death? He strangles him to death. Now, according to the NYPD, that is not excessive at all. Yeah. Uh, Shouldn't have been selling Lucy. had a cigarette. Yes, right? Lucy. Exactly. <laughs> all brothers matter. So now we cut to... <laughs> We might as well because there's no black people in this movie. So um, now we cut to a scene with Nick and his girlfriend. Keep in mind, we have not met Nick's girlfriend. This is the girl that was wandering into the back of the church. But for this point on, like the major theme, uh, the major undercurrent 
to this movie is whether or not Nick and his girlfriend are going to fuck. Yeah. From this point on, those are the stakes <laughs> yeah. of this movie. Yeah, Nick really wants to fuck Blossom. That d- absolutely. The character description for this for this girl said, "You know how Mayim Bialik's not horsey enough." <laughs> Yeah, fix that. <laughs> she looked like the Jewish friend from Wonder Years. <laughs> Paul Pfeiffer? Except for a chick. <laughs> That's what yeah. I thought the entire fucking time. So, but, so. He's, can can I say that the, the dog all the way through the scene it basically had my facial expressions as I was watching the scene. I don't know if you noticed this, but it kept cutting to the dog, and it kept the dog just had this brilliant WTF face every time he said anything. Like he would say, he would say, well, "I don't know. I just prayed him back to life." And the dog would be like, "What?" <laughs> Okay, so yes, now that's what's going on here. He's telling his his girlfriend, "Oh yeah, no, I murdered my little brother, uh, but he's okay now." And and first of all, the girlfriend is such a willing apologist for for the for the nearly murdering. She's like, "Well, you didn't mean to hurt him, did you?" Oh no, no, I was choking him. So, um, and right. and then she says, "Well, what did you do to get him to wake up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a normal inquiry. That's the kind of thing a person would then ask." And then after that, of course, in my notes, it just says. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because <laughs> he prayed him yes. better. Oh. He's like, I don't know. I prayed. And then he woke up. And she was like, cool. Anyways, I brought you a flowers and a bear. And they argue over the gender of the, of the teddy bear for a little while. Cause, because it's one of those Christians have to do flirting and they don't know how that works thing. So, yeah. Well, he says, is it a boy bear or a girl bear? And he opens its leg. He's like, oh, looks like a girl to me and then he goes to kiss her and she's like let's call the bear no pussy for you <laughs> let's call the bear stop it she says i'm 17 years old i'm a virgin and i'm like yeah okay i'm moving up no problem right, sure i'm with you sure i mean also I but she doesn't want to kiss him because she's a virgin and i wrote my notes you're 17 you're still a virgin if you kiss someone <laughs> <laughs> as, as a minor point later on in the film just I mean this is the most important bit she does admit that they have kissed before this event yeah mm-hmm. so we don't know why she's not kissing it makes no, no sense it's, it's the one part of this movie that really left me wondering what the fuck was going on so then she has everything whole, else fine everything yeah, this, else really missing made link. sense to otherwise me. yeah so then she has this monologue where she explained that she stopped going to church after her mom dies because that's the only reason Anyone ever stops going to church, um, except right. divorce-inducing jobs, of course, as we learned last yeah, week. Yeah, gainful employment also, right? Yeah, So, but basically we learned that it's okay, Nick, it's not you, it's her. And then they break up, she, she's not giving up with the putty, So, Right, Nick is so incredibly hurt that she won't fuck him. Right after he strangled his brother to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It's nothing to do with the beating up your brother. It's nothing to do with the very sort of controlling behavior and slightly rapey overtones of your mind. It's me. <laughs> right. And the fact that you've just admitted that you will like violently attack your own bl- blood <laughs> to the point of murdering them and needing divine intervention to bring them back. So yeah, I'm not thinking about having sex with you at this very moment. <laughs> Right. So we cut to the younger brother. He's doing the church service, but he got his arm broken from the choking. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you don't breathe, your arm breaks. It does. Yes, it does. His arm's broken. And he has this whole, it's my fault he hit me. I should have had his dinner ready on time moment. So fucking painful. And right. then we get the greatest. AJ and Fabio's son. <laughs> Dreamy eyes. So, at, 
AJ <laughs> is okay. Yes, you please, know how Jared please. Leto is playing the Joker. Yes, this I is do. the guy who went too far. They were like, oh, this guy's a little much. Let's go with Jared Leto instead. That's, he's giving a more subtle performance. Okay, now, I also want to point out that these, okay, these are the two neighborhood badasses that they owe money to. They show up, and these guys could not look less street in thongs and knee highs. <laughs> First of all, yeah. they, it looks like, looks like the bad guy student from Karate Kid 3 is one of them, and also trans Draco Malfoy. I, I had evil one. Garth, but and, yes. Yes. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna menace these these people with a golf club. No, wait, a golf ball, yes. a golf ball. They tee up a golf ball like they're gonna threaten them with swinging the club. It's ridiculous. It's like they saw that scene, uh, where the, I forget what the movie is, where the guy makes the other guy put the golf tee in his mouth and like hits a ball off of his face. I don't remember what the oh, movie that was is. a guy Ritchie flick. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Oh, yes. No. Okay. Happy it was, it was done. Ritchie. It was done much better in a Guy Ritchie flick. <laughs> okay. Well, there's some movie where he does that. It's like they saw that and they were like, you know what bad guys have? Golf. <laughs> 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 and then we also, this is some phenomenal dialogue we get there. You know, the, 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 the older brother shows in, shows up to save everybody and he says, to uh, AJ, he's like, if I see you around my brother again, I'll take that club and make your face look like a hole in one. Sorry, yeah, no, that makes zero sense. I'm sorry. I thought that I had something. I'm going to come up with something clever later, guys. You know it's going to happen. I'll call you later when I have That was just crayon on paper. Let me text it to you. We can workshop this. But AJ is like, that's okay. I got my money. I'm in a good mood. Scoop, scoop, scooperty, scooper. <laughs> like he's in reaper now, madness. Excuse or me, something. I have the second half of an eight ball waiting inside my nose the moment I inhale. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> Who wants to have a heart attack on the craft services table? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Again, again, maybe I picked up too much of a homage in there, but but I thought the guy with the eyes was supposed to be Christopher Lloyd from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> The link was films that ask questions. He slowly dips adult Peter Dinklage into a big thing that's going to melt him forever. (laughs) When I killed your father, I talked like this. (laughs) The little knives come out. Yeah, no, that would have been awesome. Again, again. Or or WFRR, as we should call it. (laughs) So now we cut to the uh, the next scene, which uh, starts off with the pastor waking up to two female characters trimming his bushes and uh, hoping he would service them. <laughs> yep. It was a clear But not line. the fun no. way. Hello, pastor. We're hoping for an early morning service. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's where I went. That's why we were trimming our bushes before you uh, came out. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, so apparently Dinklage, who got beat up, by the way, I'm sorry, I kind of skipped over that. He got beat up with the golf club in the little exchange. So now he's concussed and hospitalized so he can be unconscious for the rest of the movie as he is wont And to I just do. want to point out, in the first movie, when he had cancer, they just stuck him on a cot in the back <laughs> yes. of the tree while it was being bulldozed. But in this movie, they're like, oh, my goodness, it might be a concussion. Let's send him to the hospital. <laughs> Again, they learned something between one and three. Oh, and apparently the young, the girlfriend uh, made a dead brother plaque for the priest. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the it's, shittiest, lowest budget plaque really you is. could possibly find or make. It's horrible. They basically walked in and they were like, whatever your lowest price option yes. is, just yeah. open up, open up POS on your register and hit the first button you see. <laughs> That's what we want. Kerning, people, kerning. 
<laughs> Do you have anything less expensive than the candy you also sell at this counter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks like it's from a gas station keychain rack with all the names on it. In loving memory of Jamie. They ran out of James. Whoa. They ran out of James. He goes by Jamie, They never right? have my name. Same thing. They never have my name. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so then we cut to having pizza with the boys, the, uh, the, 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 um. Jonas Brothers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then there's a knock at the door, and. Every be- time there's a knock on the door in this film, everyone shits themselves. <laughs> yes! No one is ever expecting anyone, and they always just go, there's a knock at the door. It could be the postman. It's probably a murderer. Tulip. Everyone's Tulip. <laughs> Let's see if he rings twice. Let's see if he rings twice. Um, but no, it's the pastor, and he's not there to kill him. He might be there to fuck him. He is a pastor. Uh, so keep the knife and shit that you grabbed. But the pastor is there apparently to help them fix things with their missing prison dad. Right. And I, I've said this before, but the older brother, he is set off by the word father like he's gently getting his collar off in Unleashed. Like every time someone's like, oh, man, that's a grandfather clock. He's like, you said father. Just immediately starts to try to fight everyone he knows. Right. So they, he says, I want to help you guys fix things with your father. And uh, he, he's like, well, what do you get out of it? He's like, it's the fucking bells. That's all I've got. That's the one thing that <laughs> Look, drives an my character now that my brother's I've, I've set up one of those Rube Goldberg suicides, and it starts with the bells, kid. <laughs> let me sit in this chair. I've, I've spray-painted fed on my own chest, and I want to do this the right way. Come on, let's make this happen. <laughs> so I think the, the kids' moms at this point had already said – uh, I don't really want him back. I don't think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. He was drunk. He was abusive. He did all these things. And the pastor's going, I think Based we should on bring him back at all. anyway. Yeah. I, <laughs> think I need an electrician, so let's bring him back. Yeah, right. And the mom's like, not so much, not so much, you know, bad stuff in the past. I need an electrician. Sorry, lady. I don't know. He seems like the kind to shoot someone with a desert eagle. No, nah, it's okay. Yeah, we'll go check it out. <laughs> and I guess in order to find their dad, he's going to root through his Bible and his flashbacks to earlier parts of the movie. <laughs> James 42.7, the man who shot your brother is in the park nearby. <laughs> James doesn't have 42 chapters. I'm just saying. I have, I have the same Bible as Donald Trump. <laughs> and you're a racist. <laughs> And what's her name's a bimbo. Um, so then we yeah. get another scene with the girlfriend. So she's basically telling him that if she, if he wants in her pants, uh, they're going to need to get married. Right. Life right. after death is as improbable as sex after marriage. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, Secretariat is wearing eye black like a baseball player at this point, except it's above her eyes. It's ridiculous. Secretariat, I yeah. love it. <laughs> also, I want to point out, she walks in. These kids are poor. This older brother has been mugging people in a ski mask, but he has more than one guitar. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for $3. Right. Right, right. And apparently she has no idea about the poop hole loophole either because – I mean, you'd think that they would. Anyway, so again, this movie, idea of a good idea, 17-year-old girl should get married to the first person that she fucks. That's this, that's this movie's idea of great advice. And apparently also, they've, the, the film has decided that the sex life of this girl is suddenly the focal point of this goddamn movie. Right. It's like Mm -hmm. Jimmy, the creepy camera guy from the beginning was like, yeah, I don't know, maybe just like, Listen, we're running short on time. Just like a scene or two about whether or not she wants it, you know? Like maybe she wants it, but she she can't get it. You know? She just can't get it. You're a great idea, guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so then, of course, we get uh, one more uh, scene to remind us of the ticking clock with the uh, with the pastor on the phone with disembodied church business guy <laughs> who wants to tell him it's too late. The lease to the church won't be renewed. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Pastor Manning knows all about that shit. He's just like, well, what can I do? And the other guy's like. Yeah, I don't know that you can do anything. He's like, and I, and I, and I'm raising my hand. I'm going, I know, I know, you can wish magically. You can wish magic. Have you tried <laughs> wishing magically yet? How about your church? <laughs> this is also the scene where Nick says, uh, my dad hated church and I wanted so badly for a flashback to dad getting attacked by a church in the bushes of Nam. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I stopped going to church. <laughs> that would not be, by the way, the least realistic. That's when I stopped going to church scene that we've gotten in one of these then movies. We've seen, yeah, not at all. Wouldn't not even top five. So, and then we got uh, we cut to uh, Pastor Skippy interrogating Mom about where Dad might be. And again, she, like basically, her message is like, well, you know, even when he wasn't gambling or drinking, he was still kind of an asshole. So right, he would come to church even when he was ignoring the family and destroying our lives. Right. So, <laughs> and then she says, the reason he's so mad at church is that he owed a ton of money to a bookie. Mm -hmm. He made bad bets, <laughs> and then he came into church and gave all the money he owed the bookie to the collection plate while drunk. While <laughs> drunk. While right. drunk. Yeah. Here, God, God, you gotta give me twenty percent interest on this, man. I need it. Here, look, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. What the? F and also, there's no moment where they acknowledge that the church shouldn't have let him do that. No, yes, right, you would think they'd know who the guy was, they'd know he was a drunkard, they know the family needed the fuck, yeah. Yeah, no, right. the, the money just gets sucked away like a casino in a tube, and yeah, you can't do anything about it. Apparently. I, I have a, I have an insight into this, uh, because it, it adds a part to the story which I don't think is explicitly explained. The previous pastor was in charge whenever this drunk guy came in to put all the money in the collection plate, right? Mm -hmm. The previous pastor took the money out, put it in an envelope and said, give this back to the drunk guy because it's his money and he did it when he was drunk. He put it in the safe. Whenever James opened the safe, he found the money and then bought oh. all that shit in the cubes that he spent it on the thing. That's that's what happened. <laughs> all right, all right. All of a sudden, the movie makes more sense. It turns out that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> I, I wish they... Oh, spoilers! Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. At no illusions. Uh, so, <laughs> <at> no <laughs> so, now, again... Mom is clearly, clearly urging him to not get in touch with the dad. So they go to the park where the dad hangs out. Right. Uh, also, the music cue for the park where the dad hangs out is the sharks have broken through the laser wall. That's exactly what they used in Bo, uh, in, in Bo Hazard's shark swarm. So... The the, well, the, the mom specifically says... Is that the same says, guy that was in Bandit, 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 yeah, Bandit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the mom specifically says, don't bring that man back into my life. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know, it's just kind of a social comment. When women say something like that, it, it, there's usually pretty strong reasons why you should probably not bring that man back into their life. Uh, churches especially should be listening to people who go, please don't bring that man back into my life. And... Yes. I mean, quite apart from all the other stuff that, that's going on, you've got a woman who's gone through all the stuff and she goes, please don't bring that ba man back into my life again. And the church goes, nah. You <laughs> need an electrician. You'll be fine. What, what could happen? You, you sign the permission slip, walk <laughs> it off. <laughs> God, God will sort everything out. 
so now we cut to the church or to the park where the bum dad hangs out. Now, little brother's put on a button down. He's all dressed up to go <laughs> yeah, meet the bum dad. He's all dressed up for dad. And, and, and he runs up. He's like, <gasps> you know, they see some bum sleeping there and he runs over and it's the wrong guy. And he's like, man, I could have sworn that lump in the blanket was shaped like my dad's lump. I don't know. Yeah. But they have a wrong bung montage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Perfect bum. It's like uh, Buster Keaton showing up at the train platform and Steamboat Bill, you know, just like that. Um, and then they find the dad and the pastor staying off in the background when they run up to him. Because he recognizes, holy shit, that's the guy that shot my brother. Now, right. if you're wondering, did he wander off to call the police or something? No. No, he's going to wait it out. No, no, no. But he does recognize him. He has this, oh, it's him moment. And then he disappears. And the kids are talking to their dad. And I would pay crazy billionaire money. I remake this movie. And while they're having the conversation, the pastor just comes in for a side tackle. We just, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Just hits him with a car like Breaking Bad. <laughs> but didn't he? Didn't he look good though? Didn't he look good? I mean, we know at least four weeks have passed since he right. since he did the murder, right? <laughs> and he looked good. He was. I mean, yeah. he was a diner, not sure, but he had a nicely trimmed beard. He was looking after himself. Yeah, his his face was. Just you know, freshly shoe shined and everything. He's covered. He's covered in dirt, and the sons immediately go, "What have you been doing?" And I wanted him to be like, "Oh, you know, bowling. I have this new job at a law firm. It's great." I don't know, man. What does it look like? And they're like, "When are you coming home?" He's like, "I can't come home because I don't have a fucking shirt." Also, just a little moment. I nitpicky, I know, but. They point out, they go, hey, we put little uh, things on all your baseball cards. Yeah. We saved your rookie Mickle, Mickey Mantle cards. Yeah, what? It's still good as new. <laughs> I Googled that. A rookie Mickey Mantle card is worth twenty four thousand yes. dollars. Well, actually, actually, <laughs> just so everyone, it's knows. even worse than that. If you're a homeless and also you own a Mickey Mantle rookie card, you're an idiot. It because yes. yeah, you said twenty four grand, and I'm sure some. Of the, but if it's a nineteen fifty two tops in mint condition, and that's definitely what you're talking about when you say Mini, Mickey Mantle rookie card, that card is worth about half a million dollars. Yeah. One of them sold for over five hundred thousand dollars yes. recently. Technically not a rookie card, but even in bad condition, thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A, a lot more than you put in the goddamn collection plate. And they say that and he's like, ah, you guys don't worry about that. You just, you should get rid of them. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I have four incredibly valuable comic books in my massive nerdy comic book collection. Four of them matter. And when my child is old enough to understand words, I'm going to hold them up to him and I'm going to be like, you see these? You see these? We sell these in case it ever turns to homelessness. Before you get a desert eagle and go to rob a church, sell these. If you're trying to decide between murder or sell this, sell this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You only get half the value on Craigslist, though. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Pastor is gone, and Dad realizes that it's the Pastor whose brother he murdered. Uh, yeah, right. And so mm -hmm. he's like, stay away from yeah, me. Yeah, you kids need to get the fuck out of here. I need to change my name and uh, put on a wig and get the fuck to a different country. Um, so then we cut over to, uh, to Mom coming to see Pastor deceased jimmy fallon about meeting with the dad um and and he now knowing that this is the guy who killed his brother is like he's a rotten human being that deserves to go to hell but he doesn't tell the mom first 
that it's the person that killed his brother. So she's just like, he's just like, yeah, I met him. He was a, he was rude as fuck. He didn't hold the door yeah, open or he, anything. I mean, he, give her some context. He really buries the lead. He really yes. buries yes. the lead. He's, <laughs> he's not a good pastor. He's not a good communicator. And it seems that his faith can only be sustained by emotional blackmail. It is paper thin. <laughs> Absolutely paper thin. Oh, but this has my favorite line of the movie. Or uh, maybe my favorite line of the movie, where he still hasn't explained why he hates her husband. He's just like, I don't know, I don't fucking like that guy. Which I would have been the first thing. She would have been like, how are you? Oh, your husband murdered my brother. That's the first thing you say. And then you say the other stuff. She goes, you're a Christian leader. How can you hate and I just wrote in my notes, I will find this woman and fuck her. <laughs> yeah, she's, how, how can you not hate? I was going to say, I wrote, you're a Christian leader. How can you hate str- straight people, I mean? Straight, yeah. <laughs> she's being ridiculous. White like, men. Sorry, he's a uh, white, white guy. Man. How can you white hate man. him? How can you hate white men? <laughs> yeah, actual line in this conversation. She says, how can you surrender to Satan? That's an actual right. line. <laughs> and then he replies, oh, you're, you're, husband murdered my brother and she's like maybe it was an accident she immediately (laughs) starts to apologize (laughs) are you sure he meant to shoot him to death with that gun i mean either way you're kind of being a dick about it i mean wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't jesus be a lot nicer about this just saying right she takes the news very well right yeah oh again Ugh, let me tell you if i had a nickel (laughs) if i had a mickey mantle baseball card for every time my husband murdered someone i'd have well, two. What? He, 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 he killed him? Oh, phew. I thought you were going to say something much worse. <laughs> uh, but Jesus would not report murders, no. apparently. No. Uh-uh. No. These things are better dealt with internally, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like child rape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we cut to dad, to dirty bum dad, writing a suicide note, because he just can't... In the park. He's just going to hang himself in the <laughs> Apparently, park. Apparently, right. And he's going <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, you know, sure hope I don't go to hell for this. I'm like, you're a murderer. So if there's a hell, yeah. there's already a spot reserved for you, sir. Also, you you can't start a voiceover for a character that's already there with 15 minutes left in the movie. That doesn't make any sense. They have him doing a voiceover writing his suicide note as you listen to him speak his suicide note. Who? <laughs> but that's but that's if God that's if God forgives the sin of suicide. A little philosophical note there, just to you know keep you interested. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill myself. That's if God forgives suicide. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're okay with the murder thing i mean i've seen what his people do but but the suicide thing is iffy but just as he steps off to hang himself the pastor cuts the rope. cuts the fucking rope i wanted so bad for it to cut back and he's got like a like a ninja star or something he's standing 50 feet away or whatever he's like i never mentioned this about myself then the the music from reservoir dog starts yeah (laughs) What, what did the past what did he think was happening while he watched this guy tie a noose and put his face inside of it and put, string it over a branch. Like, holy shit, he's going to strangle himself with that noose. I better finally do something. Thank God he had his Swiss Army Hanzo steel on him so he could yeah, jump in and save the day. Oh, I'm I will never make another one of these Swiss Army knives. I'm going to lasso me a moose. Right. And then the guy who has just been cut down Backs away like, oh, you're going to hurt me? No, man, I just cut you down. If I wanted to hurt you, I would have done nothing. (laughs) No thing is required if I wanted you to die. Standing here, I could have come around to the other side and waved at you while you died. (laughs) Yay. 
Jump. Do a little jump thing so you get your neck. (laughs) (laughs) And then the most morally insane line of this movie comes out. Because he's talking about, oh, you know, I forgive you or whatever. And he goes, quote, I would rather my brother die young and go to glory than be old and go to hell. Yes. (laughs) What? Yes. That's the terrifying concept that justifies, like, like if you think about that one all the way through, you should murder your two-year-old. <laughs> that's the that's the logical conclusion of what we've got going here. Yeah, that's and he Billy Joel, only the good Diane. You need to turn yourself in. Jesus forgives you for murder. So, just again, the the world of this movie, the world of this movie is Jesus will forgive you for murder, but will not forgive you. For thinking he's not God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And also, universe of this movie, I know where a wanted murderer is who murdered my brother. I, I'm going to leave it to him to turn himself in. <laughs> yeah. What? All right. But I want a pinky promise. I want a pinky promise. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally cut to the church, and the church is done. Yeah. They're all finished Yay! wiping the because they took the tarps down. Exactly. It's yeah. Sistine right. Chapel all of a sudden. <laughs> so dad shows up, evil murder dad shows up. The whole family's there at the church for whatever reason. And he's still going to turn himself in, but he wants to fix the church bells first. I mean, he's lost, he's lost about 10 years because, because he's, he's washed, he's put some Grecian 2000 in his beard and he's combed himself. And he, yeah. he, he's back looking like the hottie that he always was. <laughs> By the way, I just want to point out the next tw- the last 20 minutes of this movie, I'm just writing he's a murderer in my notes over <laughs> and over. It's just murderer, murderer, murderer. Oh, does the murderer want this? What is the murderer saying now? Well, that- I'm getting Anna. Murderer. Murderer, murderer. Well, that's my, the, my very next note is because he turns to the wife and he goes, Francis, could I talk to you? And I wrote, oh, private time with the murderer. That's usually a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I want to fix things between us, even though I'm a murderer. <laughs> Because he's a murderer. He's a murderer. <laughs> and she takes his cheek and she goes, oh, you're a cheeky murderer, yeah. eh? Yeah, cheeky murderer. Oh. He goes, I'm a new man. Give me a chance to prove it. He's a murderer. Well, and then he's, he's a like, huggable, lovable, fuckable murderer. He's like, well, Francis, you deserve someone better than a homeless convict murdering alcoholic habitual gambler. And she's like, well, yeah, I mean... You're pretty much as bad a person there as there is, so, you know, there's only better from you. So, yes, I do deserve other than you. Um, we also get the, uh, the, the, the girlfriend. Seabiscuit. Yes, yeah, Seabiscuit shows back up. Carly Fiorian. And they did her, their damnedest to put her in a sexy dress, you know, and by yeah. that they just mean like, you know, short skirt, but, um, she's, she's back to give him his teddy bear because she's breaking up with him. Who um, brings this stuff to a church? <laughs> right? You don't just go, you don't just get your stuff and just go, oh. <laughs> it's like I hear was... you're in this church. Well, here's all your shit. <laughs> Well, it's like one of those TV shows that it's like it's like Cheers. Like everybody always went back to the bar because that's where the show took place. I guess nobody ever went home or anything. They always came to the bar to find them. It's like that only with a church. So we also so I guess Nick decides that he loves her enough um, to keep dating her even if he's not getting any pussy because eventually he's going to get a roofie downer or something. Um, right. 
And she's like, he says, I'll marry you. I mean, not today. That's crazy. But like someday before we fuck. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I know. <laughs> and then she whispers in his ear. She's like, be the man I can trust. Yeah. And I just wrote in my notes, stay golden pony boy. <laughs> I knew you would. So yes, the message of this movie, be a good Christian and the type of woman who won't fuck you will like you. Hmm. That's, uh, be a good Christian. You might get attacked by a bear someday. <laughs> like if they, that's like if in the Revenant, Leonardo DiCaprio had been praying right before the bear. Attacked, be like, well, there's a good lesson for you. So then we get back to Dad fixing the bells, and he's talking about the bells, but he's really talking about his relationship with his sons in the most ham-fisted bullshit analogy way. Right. right, and he's a very judgy murderer, by the way. He's very much like, well, you know, this church ain't quite up to... I'm like, you're a murderer. Well, that's it. Like, murder isn't the euphemism kind of thing. You don't beat right. around church the bush about Church bells are metaphors the... for Jesus or his soul or who gives a fuck he's a murderer. Here's a murderer. <laughs> But they'll come and visit him in prison all the time. How touching. Just like Ray. This victims. time? They didn't do it the last time. <laughs> right. Right. By the way, music cue here. The ugly sister is getting married at the end of the romantic comedy. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I did. Okay, so, so dad fixes the bells. The bells ring. And yeah. I, I have to say, honestly, honestly, I'm not just going out of my way to pick on this movie. I did not realize that a bell could sound ugly. Yeah, it was, it's the it, grossest it bell just, you'll it, ever hear. It just hear sounds like you're whacking a pot. Yeah, it's such a letdown. Eight years of electronics, and it's just like, bang, whack it out. It's so disappointing. I, I love that the, the, the universe of this film is that everyone is either a Christian or a backslidden Christian. There's yes. nobody yes. turns around to look at that and go, do you know what? I just, I, I, I really wanted a minaret. I really wanted to hear a call to prayer. There is no, there is no what would Allah do? There's no WWAD, peace be upon him. It just, it just, <laughs> <laughs> I want a minaret and I want to hear calls to prayer five times a day. Fuck this shitty bell. When I remake this movie, I'm going to have a Jewish family that lives next door to the church and they hear the bell for the first time and they go, ah, how often is that going to happen? (laughs) Oh, we're moving. No, no, no. No, no, no. But in this movie, again, because like Dr. If I wanted to hear bells, I would have bought a bicycle. Yeah, right. They're all backslid Christians in this universe. So, Like it's a fucking conch and it's summoning the Avengers. Exactly. Right. right. They all hear the bell and they're like, oh, yeah, Jesus. And they all Speed go the back Puma, to church the together. Yeah, they are right. fascinated by the noise of this shitty bell. <laughs> like like, like the whole town's me. reacting to like the ice cream truck sound, but magical. Yeah, right, right. right. They're all <laughs> just wafting in Finally, on the carrot smell. Like got that guy Jack, this, uh, the only lightning wizard in all the land, and he fixed our bell. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, so then we cut to the wrap up, which is the board will renew the lease, but only if you're the pastor. Yep. And of course, the murder dad says, I sure hope murdering your brother doesn't mean we can't still be buddies. And then he's like, no, 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 no. we're good. We're good. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, normal sized Dinklage shows back up on head trauma. So, uh, right. You know, and, and they, it, hey, the door was open. Also, I shat in the baptismal. <laughs> <laughs> And they have this bizarre, like, why didn't you give up on us, lonesome Jesus drifter? It's like he didn't 
do anything. He just He didn't do anything. He came in and interrupted your sermon and was like, Fuck y'all, you're not nice, I'm not hurting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is urine running down your leg? That's what Jesus would do. <laughs> and then he hitchhikes away because I guess some other town somewhere needs him or whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, what would Jesus do for? So as the mostly uh, harmless bum ugh. Jesus moves on to the next town in search of new producers to swindle, we will reach the well-earned <laughs> credits and bring this excruciating trilogy to a close. And, of course, that leaves us with the obvious question of what the fuck the point was. So uh, anybody care to offer up the moral of the story for this one? That's I, what I thought. I would not. <laughs> pass strong pass uh, we'd like to let the other family play yeah. <laughs> it, it's a Christian film written for Christians and it confirms everything that I understood for Christianity <laughs> they weren't doing any of themselves any favors with this one uh, so obviously any rating system worth its salt wouldn't waste celestial bodies on this piece of shit. So rather than asking how many stars you might give it, I have a question for each of you. We'll start with Dr. T. He's the guest. So Dr. T, what is the worst eradicated disease or old-timey malady that you would reintroduce upon humanity that would still be better than this movie? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, well, <laughs> the, 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 the ethics in this film are so wrong. The morals are so dark. Uh, darkness causes rickets. I would give everyone rickets. <laughs> I like it. Just not just Get bring it back, but give it to everyone and still some Turn every woman on earth into a Sibian. I like it. Everyone is got rickets. Everybody walks out. Like the guy at the start. Everybody in the fucking movie suddenly has rickets and they're going like, it's still better than I guess it. This could have been, we could add another one of these. What would Jesus do? Okay, so Heath. What is the most important part of your body that you'd be willing to part with if it meant there would never be a what would Jesus do for? <laughs> All right. I'm going to say foreskin. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say foreskin. I'm already circumcised, so it's kind of weird. But I would let someone go back for the scraps if I could stop that. I would let an old really Jewish man. It up, shine it yeah, up nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I would let an old Jewish man with herpes cut my dick and then blow me rather than, yeah. But that's where I draw the line. So like, uh, so I'm like, me I'm like medium against it. Coming out of the fourth right, one. Right. <laughs> Just disagree. Not strongly disagree. Disagree. No, yeah. Medium. <laughs> There's another box Three below stars that on one. Yelp. Extra Three medium stars. disagree. And finally, Eli, what is the kinkiest thing that you would be willing to do to Kim Davis rather than watch this movie again? Um, I would shit in her mouth. Well, I mean, you would. I, I would hope. I would. You hope. ask the question. That doesn't matter. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter that I would do that for any reason. If she walked in on this recording and she was like, "Oh, this isn't my room," you would hear the struggle and then the slow stream as four days of Magic Convention Center food poured into her mouth and chest throat. And and we'd have a GoFundMe up the next day, just like bail Eli out of jail. Just, Eli goes to Columbia. I just want to point out, Ohio is only one state away, bro. We could get that GoFundMe up page up in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, Doctor T, you made it all the way through. You have earned a pint or a tankard or whatever it is you guys use over there. <laughs> Free blowjob. Uh, cannot Eli. thank you enough for I'm... bearing through this with us. So, if our listeners should happen to want to follow you on Twitter for some of those occasional nuggets of brilliance, uh. uh where would they go? Uh, it's very easy to find me at at Dr. Underscore Star Underscore T. It's really straightforward. 
The word star. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> the yeah. word underscore as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. It's it's re- it's just my marketing is brilliant. It's really good, really good. Yeah, we'll have it linked on the show notes. How's that sound? <laughs> and while that does wrap up the whole fucking uh, WWJD trilogy, that doesn't do it for the episode just yet because we still need to get your tummy rumbling over next week's show. So tell us, Eli, what's on deck? Christian Mingle the movie. <laughs> Finally, Fine. we've been waiting. This movie, we got sent like this movie when people found it in gas stations before we did this show yes uh (laughs) and we couldn't it wasn't on (laughs) itunes it wasn't anywhere but then this week someone posted on my facebook it's finally on youtube it's finally free That's the sign of a good, successful <laughs> film. It's fine. Yeah, like most Christian movies, it is landed on YouTube <laughs> to be viewed exclusively by its actors' parents. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's not enough website movies out there, yeah. Yeah. Will Let's you watch it now, Grandma? Awesome. If I'm not busy, all right? Fuck off. <laughs> Christian Mingo, the movie. You can suck my dick. Yeah, well, apparently, so what, for what I'm gathering of the preview, it's about a girl who just can't find love, so she signs up with Christian Mingle, even though she's not Christian. She's Christian. She looks like a lay Christian. Yeah, oh, God. It's she's not that Christian she's Muslim. Enough. Yeah, she's just, just <laughs> right, not Christian right. enough. That would be a weird fucking movie. It wouldn't be weird for what we see, but it would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I have to say, I'm really hoping... Um, I can't remember his name right off off the bat, but we have uh, one listener that is very good about sending us naked pictures of the women in the movies that we're doing. Yeah, I really hope he comes through for me on this one because this the chick in this movie is yeah crazy Morgan Morgan Fairchild hot. is gorgeous. It's Jamie, and I think she's a girl. Uh, e- either way, I just yeah. Jamie, <laughs> send us naked picture. Look, whatever your gender is, we don't judge. We're not what you're talking. <laughs> just send us titties. That's not your job. Your job is not to have a gender. It's to send us <laughs> the tits of the women in these movies. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm sure he's going to end up sending us Morgan Fairchild instead, but you know, whatever. I'll take what I can get. So I guess with all that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 24 to a merciful close. I need to offer one more big thanks to Dr. T for suffering alongside us this weekend. Of course, a big thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the link on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Kaboom, You're the best around. Never gonna break the break. Please don't sue us. That was originally written for Rocky 2, by the way. Oh, oh no, Rocky 3. My bad. My bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty murderer dad was sentenced to life in prison because I'm super duper sorry does not count in the real world. The pastor got revenge in the best way he could by laying the pipe hard into his wife. The sons sold their dad's Mickey Mantle card and ended their financial troubles instantly. I was like, oh no, someone's calling me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that was just me. It's just Barack Obama calling me again. Barry, I'm on the line. (laughs) He's a fan. What can I say?
All right. Are you recording on your end, Dr. T? Oh, sorry. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Right. Oh, more right. competent than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem we very rarely have on this podcast. <laughs> we oh, lost we Dr. T. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I, I lost you there for, for 10 seconds, but it's all right. We're, Sorry. we're good. Sorry about that. That must have been why you didn't laugh at my Marissa Tomei with spina bifida joke. That's the only <laughs> explanation. Shall I do one now? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. It'll yeah, be funny. No, it'll be funny. <laughs>